0: And a good Sunday morning. It is nine minutes, nine minutes now past seven o'clock. Kind of chilly out there. Fair and 13 degrees. Dr. David Hilden of Healthy Matters is here to take your calls today and announce some very important information. Good morning, Dr. Hilden.
1: Good morning, Susie. I hope everybody had a great Christmas holiday for everybody who celebrated. I know I did. I had good. my kids here in town. It was a lovely uh Lovely day of doing almost nothing during the day, which I really liked, and so I hope everybody had a great Christmas, and uh, and a Merry Christmas to everybody, and Happy New Year. Indeed, we have a really uh, big show today, and I do have some news for people. I have been sort of hinting at this over the past few weeks, but 13 years ago, we started this show, and today, this show is going to be our last Healthy Matters show Uh, We have decided after 13 years and some 678 shows to stop our live on-air broadcast. And it's been just a privilege to be on the show with you, Susie, with uh, Rashini Rajkumar for the last year, and with Denny Long for 12 years prior to that. I hope we've been able to give people some trusted uh, medical information. I hope we've been able to do that with a little bit of uh, fun Uh, and uh, and so it's just been my privilege to spend my Sunday mornings with people from all over the country and, and indeed the world. I remember one time we got a call from South Africa, uh, and and uh, but most of our, our listeners are right up here in the upper Midwest, and so I just wanna thank each and every one of you for spending your Sunday mornings with me. This is not the end of Healthy Matters uh, as a concept, though. I am going to be continuing on a digital format and so I want everybody to um, uh, take down a few notes, if you will. The website, healthymatters.org, is still up and running, and on healthymatters.org, you will be able to listen to the launching of the next version of the Healthy Matters podcast. Many of you have been listening uh, to our podcast of this show over the past 13 years. That will continue in a new format, and and, uh, the Healthy Matters podcast will drop the right after the first of the year, and I hope everybody will tune into that. There's lots of ways you can do that. You can stay in touch with me even after the first of the year, and you can do that at healthymatters.org. You can put a my in front of it if you want, but you no longer have to. It's just healthymatters.org. I hope everybody will do that. I hope you will go to Apple iTunes or Google Play or go to healthymatters.org and listen to the podcast. On the podcast, you'll be hearing things like, first of all, we're going to continue something along the lines of open lines. We are going to continue to take people's calls and questions. In order to to give me your calls and questions, we're going to ask people to call in the line, um, uh, and that phone line is 612-873-TALK. But you don't have to remember all that. You can simply go to HealthyMatters.org, listen to the podcast whenever you want, we're going to be doing, um, I'm going to be answering your questions, and I'm also going to be telling some stories. We're going to be hearing uh, some inspiration from the front lines of, of this pandemic. We're going to be hearing stories from my colleagues from the hospital, and we're going to have conversations about health care, and indeed, I will be answering your questions. That's the Healthy Matters podcast. The first one will be right after the first of the year, and of course, go to healthymatters.org. But for the rest of this morning... Let's talk to our listeners in an open line show. What do you think, Susie?
0: I think that's fantastic. And to let folks know, it is 651-461-9226. Again, the number to call or to text is 651-461-9226. We can take a short break here and line up some of the questions and the callers to talk to you and ask these questions of you. A couple of people already texting this morning, Dr. Hilden, asking about covid questions and whether or not you can catch it twice so i think at seven fifteen here we'll take a break and come back with texts and calls on healthy matters the last edition here on WCCO. 17 minutes now past seven o'clock on a sunday morning happy to have you with us it is 14 degrees outside fair skies a little icy as well my name is Susie Jones, and you are listening to Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden of Hennepin Healthcare. Taking your calls today at 651 461 9226. Also, your texts as well. And Dr. Hilden, uh, we have a texter writing in about their relative who's gone through something difficult. And uh, maybe you want to share with our listeners what that story is and what your suggestion might be.
1: Absolutely. Good morning, everybody. If you missed the top of the show, this is our final Healthy Matters show, so thank you for listening to our last show. Uh, this texter says, Wednesday, my 89-year-old mother fell, hit her head, and broke her wrist. She was seen in the emergency department and had a CT scan. No brain bleeds, no skull fracture. She's completely. She was completely lucid. But... Um, uh, let me see. Uh, now I got to read more. Oh, then she was treated by an orthopedic surgeon, and then she woke up confused. The confusion come and go. What do I do now? For my research, she, all she needs is rest. What your mother is is experiencing is called delirium, and it's exceptionally common in hospitalized patients or even in non-hospitalized patients after trauma. It just means delirium is simply the an acute confusional state. It comes and goes. It gets better and worse. Sometimes hour by hour. People will be confused. Sometimes they will not sure what's going on. They might holler out. They might try to get out of bed. They might wander around. It is is not normal, but it's common. It's very common in older adults, those on medications, those with pre-existing conditions like depression or other mental health issues, but especially in older adults, maybe half of older adults, even if they had none of those risk factors, will get delirious after a trauma like a wrist fracture. Things that are helpful... Um, Turn the lights on in the day. Turn the lights off at night. In other words, mimic the sun. Other things to do. Put pictures of loved ones, familiar things in front of her so she knows um, things to reorient herself. Uh, Soothing music, calm voices are helpful. And early mobilization. In other words, get her up and out of bed. She needs rest, but she needs to be up and doing her routine. That is helpful for some delirium. Lots of other questions here too, Susie. Why don't I go to... uh, to this one that says, is it true that someone who has COVID has more immunity than one who's had two doses plus the booster? Uh, there, it is true that uh, if you have had natural COVID, you have some immunity. If anyone ever got the impression that's not true, that's, that's, that's not accurate. You do have some immunity. The problem is the length of that immunity is not known. It is variable and it's not particularly durable and reliable. So the person who is most, most protected, frankly, is the one who had COVID and got a full series of vaccinations. If you did that, you have done everything you possibly can to protect yourself and maybe more importantly, to protect your family and your community. If you had COVID and you did not get the vaccines because you just thought, well, I have natural immunity, you are not doing everything you can. Your immunity will likely, I don't know if it'll disappear, but it will get less and less strong. So if you had COVID, definitely go get your vaccines and you will have had the best um, uh, protection you possibly can have.
0: Can you get COVID twice, Dr. Hilden?
1: Yes, indeed, you can. And particularly with Omicron, you can get it again. And that one has been that 's one thing that 's kind of a bummer about this is that yes, indeed, you can get it again, and the vaccine immunity is not also perfect, um, but it it will very likely make it though when you do get omicron or any of the other ones uh, other variants that it 'll be milder we don 't have all the data on that we 're not sure exactly uh, where omicron's going to go, but it appears to be much 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 more transmissible, which means you can pass it on, but it also at least in the early going might be less severe and so the vaccines do exactly what a vaccine is supposed to do that's to keep you out of the hospital and to keep you from dying doesn't it's not a guarantee but it without a doubt it's more important now than ever to get your vaccines you're something like 14 times more likely to die um uh, of if you're unvaccinated The ICUs in Minnesota and across the country are full of people. Some of them are vaccinated. Some of them are. But the vast, vast majority are unvaccinated people in the ICUs. So take that to heart, everybody. Go get your vaccine. One of the the texters here, Susie, is asking about the flu uh, vaccine as well, as long as we're talking a little bit about vaccines, then we'll move on to some other questions. But when is the peak of flu season, and when would be the optimal time to get a flu shot? The second half of that message is right now. If you have not had your flu shot, get it this week. Don't wait much longer. You can get it anytime you want all the way through March or April, but it's far less effective. You need to get it now. Peak flu season is January and and February in this part of the country.
0: It's interesting because there has been sickness that has been about this season because more people with the vaccine are sort of out and about. So whereas last year, I remember in winter, we didn't get a cold. We didn't get the sniffles or a gastrointestinal problem because we weren't really around each other. And now I feel like there is actually kind of a real cold. Like I'm sniffling and coughing, and I'm getting tested both at home and at the convention center, and I'm negative, but I'm still sniffling. you know, coughing with sniffles. So it's it's hard to when it's all mixed up like that. When you're you're still getting regular sick,
1: right? Right, and who knows what you have? And so, and one of the texters is actually asking. Um, I got tested. How come they didn't tell me if I have Omicron or not? Well, it's because when you get tested, they can't tell. Um, the only way we know what what variant you have is um, when if it gets sent to the public health department. And the vast majority of tests, they don't do that. It's a sampling. So, um when you do get a cold or a flu like symptoms, you don't even know what you have. Do you have Omicron? Do you have COVID at all? Do you have a do you have a cold? Or do you have influenza? Or do you have allergies? It is you're right, Susie. People are starting to get all those things again. Although it is kind of interesting. I personally haven't really had a cold or a flu or I I haven't been ill since the start of the pandemic, which is so ironic that we're in this worst public health nightmare of the last one hundred years and a lot of people are saying, I I felt great. And and the reason why is that we're not passing germs as readily to one another. But you are absolutely 100% correct. In the last few months, especially, I've seen people now with sniffles and colds and flus. And here's what I hope um, that, that uh, people won't hear me on Sunday mornings anymore after today. But here's what I hope, that in some years down the road, we'll be talking about COVID just like we're talking about flu and other colds. It'll be something that some people get Sadly, some people will not survive it, but it'll be another one of just the infections that is out there. It'll be what we call endemic, not pandemic. And I think that's probably where we're heading. I hope that's where we're heading even in 2022, but I guess uh, I can't predict that, can I?
0: (laughs) It is 725 almost here on WCCO on a Sunday morning. We are taking your calls and your text at 651-461-9226. We have Karen, who is calling this morning, Dr. Hilden from Minnetonka with a question for you. Karen, go ahead. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. And I um, I have called before um, several times, and I just want to thank you for you have helped me so many times with just a few different health problems. It's just very important to have a direct answer and a helpful answer. And I'll miss you. Um, I may podcast go on the podcast if i can figure it out and um but i just appreciate you all your help and i love um i love hdmc um
1: Karen, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for your call and your kind words. Um, I will miss being up on the mornings talking with everybody. Uh, You know, before I started this show 13 years ago, I'm just minding my own business. I was, uh, you know, I was a primary care doctor and I saw patients in the hospital, and then uh, uh, I met with them. At the time, it was Denny Long, and and we launched this thing 13 years ago, and we were going to do it for a year. That we were going to do it in the year of two thousand and nine, hmm. and then uh, that one year turned into thirteen and it, and karen it 's because of people like you that the show kept going it 's because people like you who are um, earnest kind uh, um and curious people who called in and text it in, and ask their questions, and put themselves out there. And we were able to have, I hope, a, a, a straightforward and I hope trusted a source of some medical information because we all know we need some trusted source of medical information. And what I tried to do is just talk to people like I would in my clinic. And so Karen, it is people like you that have made this successful. So you have my genuine and heartfelt thanks, both for listening and for calling in this morning.
0: And you have a number of texters as well wishing you well. Dr. Hilden, you'll be missed. You are part of my Sunday morning routine. Um, The question was, was HCMC on before your 13 years? I don't think we had a medical... Program on before you. There was
1: something in the time slot. It was done by another organization, and what we wanted to do was just um, get exactly what I said: get trusted and local medical information out there. Mm. And so HCMC decided to do that. Um, This is uh, sponsored by my organization, um, Hennepin Healthcare, otherwise known as HCMC. It's formerly known as Hennepin County Medical Center. If you don't know who that is, we are the large safety net hospital in downtown Minneapolis and we are in fact the largest safety net hospital in the state of Minnesota and when I go to around the country and talk to other people and give talks and meet my colleagues at other hospitals we're well known our our hospital is um, 100 years old we've been teaching the next generation of doctors and we've been trying to get good information out to carry not only for you if you have a trauma or an emergency but if you need hospitalization if you need primary care and what you have seen over these 13 years is I've had hundreds of my colleagues. There isn't a doctor at, at HCMC that doesn't like get nervous when I walk down the hallway because I go, okay, Michelle Michelle Carlson was on a couple of weeks ago. She's a cardiologist. I said, can you be on the show? I, they get tapped to be on the show. And so we've tried to give that information from our vantage point at the largest safety net hospital in downtown Minneapolis. Karen mentioned the the podcast. If you joined us late, please do go to healthymatters.org. You can listen to it on your computer. You can listen to it on your phone. While you're driving, uh, at your convenience, you can listen to it at, uh, whenever you want. Uh, when you're getting up um, in the mornings, uh, I will continue to listen to WCCO radio for um, as I always do throughout the week. I'm on the radio quite a bit during the week as well, right here on WCCO. So my friends at WCCO are still going to remain my friends, and I hope yours as well. But the podcast is easily accessible at healthymatters.org. You can just click play, and you'll have it on your computer uh, or you can do it on your phone or wherever you would like, and you can also call in your questions. There will be a call-in line. Uh, it won't be live on the air, but I will be answering questions, um, and it'll be uh, something I hope you'll enjoy. HealthyMatters.org, and also follow me on Twitter if you happen to be a tweeter. It's Dr. David Hilden, and we have another uh, half of this show to go as well, and so we can answer your questions in text for, for a little bit more yet this morning.
0: 651-461-9226, two, two, you can call with a question or a comment if you want to thank Dr. Hilton for his fine work, 651-461-9226. Two, two, you can also text us at that, at that same number, and you can ask your question that way. We'll take a break. We'll tell you a little bit about our forecast that does include some snow coming up right after this. And we're back. It is Healthy Matters, the last edition of the show on the radio, but not the last edition. Dr. David Hilden is with us once again to talk about kind of this transition and where folks can still find valuable medical information. Dr. Hilden, you kind of want to remind people of what's happening today and then also what they're going to look forward to next week and the weeks Absol- to come.
1: Absolutely, Susie. Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. A, a day late here. I hope you've had a good week and you're having a good and safe week doing whatever you're doing, relaxing. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're one of my colleagues at Hennepin or any of the healthcare facilities nationwide. And to you, thank you for working. Uh, that's the interesting thing about healthcare is that they just keep working. There's no such thing as being closed, and so there's so many people who have been working so hard. So thank you to all my healthcare colleagues. Yes, indeed, this is our final Sunday morning live on air broadcast of Healthy Matters, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. You can continue to stay in touch with me many ways. The most important news I do have is that I'm going to continue to interact with you um, via the Healthy Matters podcast. The first new episode will drop in January. Wherever you get your podcasts, and if that's on Apple iTunes, you go there. If that's on Google Play, you go there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, here's where you go: go to healthymatters.org. Simply, that's the name of the show, healthymatters.org. You can, if you choose, you can subscribe there, and then we'll just give you a note whenever there's a new episode. Or you don't have to subscribe. Uh, but you go there and you can listen to the podcast. There'll be a variable length. Some of them will be fifteen minutes long. Some will be thirty minutes long. Um, in the podcast, I'll be talking about stories from the hospital. We'll be talking, hopefully, some inspirational and fun uh, news from inside a healthcare system. So you can stay and you know informed that way. If you're curious about what what's going on in healthcare. We also will be um, launching Hilden's House Calls. That's very similar to the open lines format, in which I will answer your questions. The difference is that you email me your questions, or you can leave them on our phone line. So go to healthymatters.org for all information. You can go there today to get kind of get set up for how you're going to do this. You can listen right on your computer or on your phone or your mobile device or whatever you choose. The Healthy Matters podcast launches in just after the new year. I've already re- um, recorded one episode in which I talked to my really good friend, Megan Walsh. She's been on this show many, many times. She's the smartest doctor I know. She's way smarter than me. And she would tell me that. (laughs) Uh, She wouldn't tell me that. But she and I are talking on the first um, uh, episodes of the podcast in January. So go to healthymatters.org. Please follow me on Twitter at drdavidhilden if you happen to do that. And uh, that's how you can stay in touch with me after the first of the year. Uh, And for, for now, let's answer a few more of your questions.
0: All right, let's do it at 651 is the text line and the number to call if you have a question for Dr. Hillman. It's always interesting to me, Dr. Hilden, because you get such a wide variety of questions and you're able to pivot and give the best information you have on any number of issues, including this one. What is a baker's cyst? I have swelling in my foot and ankle. Will that go away? And that is from Janet from Savage, Minnesota. So there's a question for you that is you. unlike any we've seen in a while. I haven't seen yeah. that one.
1: Yeah, I've talked about Baker's cysts in the past. Janet, thank you for your question. A Baker's cyst is is a bulging behind your knee. Uh, the, your your Baker's cyst is a – your knee has a little sac around it. All your joints do. They're full of what's called synovial fluid. It's a friction uh, reducing um, ways so that your joints can move. So for a hundred years, and without uh, they, they they can wear down a little bit. But those those that synovial fluid keeps them keeps them lubricated. A Baker cyst is when the fluid collects in there and it bulges out the back of your knee. They can be very painful. The medical term is a popliteal cyst because that area behind your knee actually has a medical name. It's your popliteal fossa, and it can fill with fluid. They can be drained. They can uh, go. Uh, they can be surgically removed, and uh, and so I would see a uh, orthopedic surgeon for that if they're getting really bad. If it's just a minor thing, you don't have to do anything. If you just have a little bulge back there, but I would, of course, have it evaluated just in case it's infected or something like that. They can get infected, um, rarely, but I would have that looked at, and they're easily treatable. All right, Here's how about one this one? Yeah, or oh, oh, you go, say I was going to say
0: help, I, it, help my left leg. The pain is better, and I use ace bandage. Worried about the swelling that comes and goes, but never gone. I don't know. Maybe you have yeah. a different one, but maybe that. no, I
1: did. But that's a good one too, and it's related to this one. Your legs swell because your veins—at least the most common reason your legs swell—is the veins in your legs. Um, the blood pools, and most of the blood in your body is actually held in your veins. They are those those slow-moving, lazy river blood vessels whose sole job is to return blood from the nether regions of your body, from your toes and the far reaches of your body, from all of your body parts. Their job is to slowly, and a lazy river, return blood to your heart, where it will go to your lungs, get oxygenated, and then your heart will pump it back out. But the, the Veins contain a lot of blood and we also have something called gravity and gravity brings it all down to our feet. And so that is what happens to many people. Um, There are other causes for leg swelling, however, especially if you have just one leg swollen. That's not normal. So go have that evaluated. You could have a blood clot or something else. But if both legs are swollen, it could be your veins. It could be other things like your heart, liver, or kidneys could be acting up on you. So please do have that evaluated by your doctor if your legs are swelling. Um, The one I wanted to say, Susie, is this is one I'm reading on the text line and I'm just going to read it. It says, Good morning, Susie and Dr. Hilden. Thank you for such a quality show and helping me and my mother, Jeanette, in so many ways. We will miss tuning in every Sunday morning for Healthy Matters and seeing you at the State Fair. We will continue to follow you on the other formats. Take care. That's from Glenn in South St. Paul. The reason I want to talk about this one is that I have got an opportunity to meet many, many listeners over the years. Many listeners. Many of them were at the State Fair. We did the State Fair not not this year or last year, but for t- almost 12 years, and I got to meet a very special person who, who, who did die in, in recent years, but she was a beautiful woman named Jeanette. I got to meet her family, and Glenn is her son, who is, um, who is making this text message. And Jeanette came out to the State Fair and gave me a bag of mini donuts at every State Fair. She was in a wheelchair. Glenn brought her up and brought me mini donuts. So if any of you saw me at the State Fair eating mini donuts, they were usually from my dear friend Jeanette. And so may she rest in peace. Glenn, your family has been a treat uh, to my family, and we're still in touch with them. Um, And so, Glenn, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and for allowing us to get to meet your mother and your family.
0: Well, that's marvelous. Another texture writes, Dr. H., my wife and I are former Minnesota residents living in Florida. Listen every Sunday. We hate to see you leave, CCO, but thank you very much for your many years of service and understandable advice. I think that's so important. You really do lay it out for folks in a very understandable way. You know, you know, it's not doctor talk. You just are laying it out there just as it is.
1: Yeah, thanks, Susie, and thank you for that text. Um, Yeah, one thing we teach in the medical school, and I I do have, I'm very, very fortunate to get to be on the faculty um, at the University of Minnesota Medical School, and one of the things we teach medical students is about 5,000 new words, and it's like learning another language. You know, you hear me saying things like popliteal cyst. Well, I learned that in medical school. It's like another language, but People don't know that language. And so what we also have to teach medical students is that you can't use all that language with people because you'll sound like a, uh, like a snob. And well, not only that, you, you'll, you won't be connecting with your patients. So you have to try to find ways to uh, uh, explain things that, doesn't, that, that respects that people are smart respect the people, know their own body. They know their own body better than you. Mm. Your job is to translate that language to them. And so when I say things like your veins are a lazy river of blood, bringing (laughs) blood back to your heart, that's an effort to try to, people kind of get what a lazy river is. But if I, if I tell them all about velocities and Venus return, that's going to, you know, it's going to put people to sleep. So (laughs) thank you to that texter (laughs) for those kind words um, as well.
0: We have a phone call. Jeanette is calling today from Mankato, wants to jump on with you, Dr. Hilden. Go ahead, Jeanette, you're on the air. I have a question about a tubular adenoma. My son has had two endoscopies with biopsies, turning out precancerous, but they still haven't gotten it all. In January, he will have another endoscopy with ultrasound. Can you explain... I understand that tubular adenomas in the small intestine are a
1: little bit rare. Uh, Can you uh, give information on that, please? Certainly, Jeanette, thank you for calling in from Mankato. Um, An an adenoma in your intestines is a potentially precancerous lesion. It doesn't mean everyone's gonna turn into cancer, and it's not cancerous yet. But when you get a colonoscopy or an upper endoscopy and they, they pull out some tissue and they say you have an adenoma, that is potentially precancerous, so the idea is to get rid of it if you can. And that's what they're trying to do in this case. You are right. Adenomas in the small intestine are less common. They're usually in the colon or the large intestine. It's also your small intestine is 20 feet long, and we have yet to invent the 20-foot long tube. Holy can cow. Put, yeah, we can't put that in there. We can, your colon's 5 feet long, but they're, they're like a bag of worms or snakes in there. Um, what they sometimes do is they have you swallow a camera. It looks like a big pill mm-hmm. and um, and it takes thousands of pictures as it as it goes through those twenty feet. So what i all I can suggest is continue to see a specialist in that in someone who deals with gastrointestinal problems of the small intestine. if they're really close up by your stomach, they can clip them off. And if they're really far, like down by your colon, they can clip them off. But if they're in the middle, they can't so easily. So it's it's often a surgical fix, like they cut out a piece of it. But that's a little bit more involved. So <laughs> continue to see a, a specialist in that and um, and best wishes to you. Because adenomas aren't all But that's a little bit more involved. So <laughs> continue to see a, a specialist in that and, um, and best wishes to you. Because adenomas aren't all that common in the small intestine. You're right.
0: It is 7.45 on a Sunday morning, the final 15 minutes of Healthy Matters that will be broadcast on the air here on WCCO. Dr. Hilden will take a quick break and then follow up, finish up with some texts, some questions, and some final thoughts as we move forward here In as we near the end of the year on WCCO. on a Sunday morning, the final moments of the last broadcast on WCCO Radio of Healthy Matters, but it will continue online in great capacity. Dr. Hilton, before we let you go, uh, I want to just ask you about your thoughts. I mean, one thing, what's happening right now, but then the bigger picture is that how important has this time been on the air to help people through uh, the pandemic? Because there's obviously so many questions and, uh, you know, where are we right now with it? I mean, we have Omicron still here. Kind of give our listeners a sense of where we are with the virus and um, and how important it's been to get information out.
1: Certainly, Susie. Uh, yeah, we are really in, a, uh, it's almost surreal the time we're in right now in our world. and And we're literally in something that I didn't anticipate a few years ago. And I certainly didn't anticipate that we'd still be talking about uh, a pandemic now. It's literally the biggest public health uh, uh, emergency we've had in a hundred years. And so we are living through some strange times. I remain, I remain very, very hopeful that uh, we will be getting through this. Um, I have been just endlessly inspired by the resiliency of our fellow uh, uh, cohabitors of planet Earth, if you will. And people are so smart. They're so inquisitive. They're so wanting to help each other. And so this pandemic is a situation where that shines through. I get it. I get it that we are really divided. That's the part that's sad for me. We are exceptionally divided. And uh, about politics, we're exceptionally divided even about what to do about this. I think if we just remember that nobody has all the answers. Nobody, and I don't certainly have all the answers. Nobody on your local TV station has all the answers. The government doesn't have all the answers, and certainly the stuff you see online is not all the answers. So what we need to do is just give each other a measure of grace and and follow the science as best we can and also follow our our communities as best we can to um, uh, hold up each other. I do want to say that on January fourth, two 2009, that was our first episode, that was 678 shows ago, nearly 700 shows where something like 15 to 20 million people have heard the show over those 13 years. And as as uh, um, I'm seeing on Twitter right now from James, he is saying, I'm sorry to hear you'll be leaving the WCCO show, but thank you for delivering wonderful medical information. Thousands will miss it. And I that is absolutely true. Many thousands listen every morning, and I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Some of you have been listening since 2009. And when I was uh, um, going about my business as a doctor and we I auditioned, I, I went to an audition to the show, I remember it like it was yesterday, with with Denny Long down in the WCCO studios and over the time I have learned from Denny Long from you Susie Jones and from Rashini Rajkumar just what professional broadcasting is like I have been able to learn from the best so thank you to those thank you to Dennis who's running the boards with us today thank you for all the studio coordinators who have been running uh, this show over these 13 years I also want to thank my colleagues at Hennepin Healthcare some hundreds of specialists, doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, paramedics. They've been on the show with me, and I want to thank each and every one of them for being on the show. Some of them guest hosted for me when I was taking a week off. I want to thank um, uh, my colleagues at Hennepin for making this happen. Several people behind the scenes, Tom Hayes, Christine Hill, and Jonathan Camido, have been um, doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work but most of all, I want to thank each and every one of those of you who are listening. Those of you who get up and make a cup of coffee on your Sunday morning, maybe you're getting ready for church, maybe you're putting your slippers in your PJs, maybe you still have your PJs on, maybe you're, you're, you're tightening your tie as you get ready for church and you put it on the radio, and so thank you. Thank you from Glencoe and War Road and Duluth and Phoenix, Arizona, and all over the Twin Cities, all over Minnesota and the Upper Midwest, From Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, the Dakotas, you've been listening so faithfully, and I want to thank each and every one of you for doing that. In the coming year, please check us out at healthymatters.org. Stay in touch. Follow me on Twitter at drdavidhilden. Listen to the podcast. The first episode will be coming out after January. Check it out on iTunes or Google Google Play, or, of course, go to healthymatters.org. And with that, Susie, thank you so much. Uh, That will be our final, our 678th hour is on the books. It's been simply my privilege to get to chat with each and every one of you on Sunday mornings. I hope it's um, been something that's been valuable to you. It's certainly been valuable to me. And so I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and sharing a bit of your life with me.
0: Dr. Hilden, well said. It is 7.54. Reminding folks again, it is healthymatters.org, hennepinhealthcare.org, and that's where you can find the program in the year 2022. And don't forget, he'll continue to take your calls. It'll be called Hilden House Calls, similar to open lines, but you can get your question to him, and then he will answer it. Dr. Hilden, have a wonderful, happy new year, and I hope everyone in your family continues to be healthy and strong and joy-filled.
1: Thank you so much, Susie. Happy New Year, everybody.
0: Happy New Year, everyone.